This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John? Let's go. Uh, for the last time of 2020, the Lakers are NBA champions. Happy New Year. <laughs> We're recording this on uh, December 31st, 2020. Uh, we love this year so much, we just wanted to get one more pod in. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers. A uh, special shout out to our listens, listeners in Philippines. It's our fastest growing region in 2020, according to Spotify Analytics. And uh, if you didn't know that, you should check us out on social media, on Instagram. <laughs> um, and you can find all our social media channels at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast app, Amazon Music, Audible, or wherever you get your pods. And if you're enjoying the podcast please share it with your friends comment social media the whole thing it's the best way to grow best way to get it out there and um yeah you can lie to people and say that it's the real luke walton because i am in fact a real luke walton you are a real luke walton that's I not am. a lie no I'll check my driver's license just not the luke walton that the name would suggest i i would beg to differ <laughs> <laughs> that's your prerogative to do <laughs> Um, all right, Luke, let's jump into some quick in or out. Uh, doesn't need to be quick. Um, Luke, I don't know if you saw Kawhi's mask last night. Yeah, it's but hilarious. Shit was whack. <laughs> like, hilarious mask. People were calling him Leatherface. They were saying it looked like an unfinished Iron Man mask. Um, it looked crooked. But it, here's my question in or out. This mask was designed by a Laker fan. <laughs> in as like a troll job hilarious in <laughs> yeah i'm in on this there's there's no way that someone who liked him designed this oh, mask man. <laughs> um all right how about this one in or out this one actually uh gets me bristling a little bit yeah um this is based on a tweet by shervin uh i believe peshevar who's like a venture capitalist um he tweeted saying that Kobe was planning on leaving Nike and he posted like some calendar event pictures and like a photo with him and then some mock-ups of shoes. Are you in or out on this idea? Dude, I'm out. Why? First of all, look at these shoes. Um, second it, of all, it, yeah. it, just, it, just yeah. feel, it just feels like somebody trying to like, I don't know, profit or like get social clout off of, Kobe's death, and that's not yes. cool. So yes, yeah, hundred percent. Screw that guy. My entire reason for putting this in here was to shame this man. Yeah, shame on you. Shame. Fuck Sh you, Shervin. This is like, like for real. And then if you if you look down the like the the comments a little further, yeah. he's like, it's a shame that no players want to start their own player owned shoe brand. It, 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 yeah. This is such an obvious yeah, totally. shameless thing that he's trying to promote and right. get some player to be like oh well, if kobe was going to do it then maybe i can pick up the mantle yeah. but the real evidence to me that this is total bullshit mm -hmm. is the shoes yeah agreed. agreed they look like some some like rock foot ninja shoes or something <laughs> like, yeah well so here's the thing like he could he could have pitched this to kobe and kobe yes. might not have ever said yes exactly Exactly. I'm not saying that he's lying about the whole thing. Yeah. But like just having some mock-ups of shoes in a meeting with the guy doesn't mean that he was actually intending to do it. Definitely. Especially not if like 
like i don't know what this guy does maybe he's part of body armor maybe maybe he has capital in something else and he was gonna like you know maybe he was pitching a bunch of things and maybe that was just yeah. one of the things like maybe we could do this and like yeah i mean shame shame i just want to i just want to i just want to one more thing he, he talks about these shoes having an attachment on the back with strong magnets that then would connect to the Mamba fitness app. It'd be like a fitness tracker that connects via strong magnet to the heel of the shoe. What dog phones have GPS Bluetooth. chips and accelerometers. Yeah. We've moved past putting a chip in your shoe. That was like 15 yeah, years totally. ago. Totally. So anyways, shame on this guy. I just wanted to get that on the air. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. More to actual basketball. Uh, Luke in or out. <laughs> This was Vogel on closing lineups. Uh-huh. Um, not, a, not a direct quote, but he said that AD, Keefe, and LeBron, plus two guards, uh, is a proven closing lineup after winning a championship. I've really liked Keefe so far this year, man. I, I yeah. mean, I, I'm in. I, I actually, it's, it's not the standard response for sure, but I'm in on it because Keefe brings like some toughness and he's been, he's like, he proved it in the bubble too. Like he's a hell of a shooter when when he's got open space so he's not he's not like a like take you off the dribble pull-up guy but in terms of like knockdown open threes he's he's a great option he gets in there for rebounds i i get it i get it it's not what i would have said but he's clearly smarter at basketball than i am so (laughs) that's why he has the job and you don't (laughs) (laughs) why why luke walton's in sacramento and vogel's in la yeah um yeah I, i'm with, i'm 100 in on this what i like about it is that it, it it's sort of saying this is keith's spot to lose mm. and so what i would what i would expect from this is this doesn't mean we're going to see keith close every close game no, this season like like not. we saw against portland where he went with uh trez yeah Vogel. but i think yeah. that this means that he's gonna he, he might let other guys like sub in for that spot just mm-hmm. to see how they do mm-hmm. but it's keith's spot to lose and unless someone proves more reliable or effective, once we get to crunch time in meaningful games, mm-hmm. I think this is probably the base we'll see. I, I like it because it's super versatile. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm all in on that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah. And um, I, I, on that point about lineups, just real quick, I really think that Vogel has proven to not care nearly as much about the regular season as the rest of him rest of us would like him to oh of course not especially in terms of personnel i think he cares in terms of planning and scheming and like play like trying to run getting reps of things that he wants to do but that's the thing it's like it's more about that like you can tell it 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 kind of feels like okay this this game we're going to focus on drop coverage it doesn't matter if they're burning us on drop coverage that's what we're practicing for the next four games or whatever and then it's like well okay that doesn't work against every team but vogel knows that like he showed his, yeah. he showed that he's flexible in the playoffs. So we can't really hate on him too much when there are some games that are totally winnable, but we lose because it's like kind of a process loss. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to win enough just on talent that like, yeah, yeah. we'll be fine. Mm. Um, all right. How about this one? This one might be a little spicy. Mm. Luke in or out. KCP has been our third best player thus far. Mm. I don't know. That's a hard one. It's been different game to game. I mean, last game, our third best player was uh, um, Matthews. <laughs> he hit six, <laughs> six threes. Um, I mean, I, I would agree that he was our third best player in the bubble. 
I don't know. I'm going to go out on this one. I'm not sure who I would pick instead. But what do you think? I'm going to say in, and, mm-hmm. and here's why. I think thus far, our two best players have been LeBron and Schroeder. Yeah. I don't That's think fair. AD has been no. our no, top three. Like, he's not playing great to start. No, he's not playing badly, but he's nowhere uh, near. That third he game, had a, well, that he, was yes, a clunker, yes. he has played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, he has played four games. Uh, one of those he was very bad in. <laughs> So, it, I, you know, it's not to say I don't think he overall is yeah, our best player, one of it, our yeah. best player. Yeah. But thus far, I, I don't think he's in the top three. And so I would I would give the the notch to KCP. What I want to mm-hmm. say about KCP, though, is like, yeah, so, dude, something's gotten into him mm-hmm. that I love. Mm-hmm. He yeah, me too. is so active in yeah. a way that I don't remember him being. Mm-hmm. Um, every time there's a like there's a defensive rebound. He is like the first guy down the court. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is sprinting down the court. Uh, He's cutting with a ton of energy. Like he he is sprinting on his cuts. Mm -hmm. He is also playing this this inside out game that he didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because his three point shooting is like sky high right now. Mm -hmm. So he's forcing defenders to to have to like really be on him. Right. And Mm -hmm. respect his shot, Mm -hmm. which is then opening him up to cut and drive. Yeah. And then because of that, he's collapsing the defense and then he's having these like dish passes out right. to the three point line where I'm yep. like, holy shit, where where is this version of KCP been? I, I mean, I agree. And I feel I feel like our passing on this team is a lot better than last yes. year. But there's we're also like it comes, sometimes comes and goes like we've seen some yeah. high turnover games. And so yeah. it's like this team is really interesting, like. I think so much of it is focus and intensity because like the, the defense, like last year I thought that we could get away with some of the defensive stuff kind of being lazy and like, you'll have a shot blocker back there or yeah, like, you know, this year. yeah. So our, our passes and like things have to be crisp. And I, I, I agree. Like maybe though, sometimes he looks like uh KCP looks like he's going like a little too fast. You like mean like when he's trying layups. to like <laughs> slam the air out of the basketball <laughs> yeah. on every dunk. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he finds like a good, happy medium there, but I do. Yeah. I love the intensity and I, and I agree. I, I think that part of it is that he's just trying to cement that, you know, like I'm, I'm one of the top options on this team, especially cause it's like a freaking deep team now. And Schroeder, yeah. like Schroeder brings a lot of that speed too. So if you got eight, you got KCP and Schroeder like hitting passing lanes, like that quickly, fast breaks, cutting. I mean, there's a lot there. Well, I also think I also think KCP is one of many beneficiaries of that better passing you're talking about, mm. which is coming from LeBron has always been an elite passer yeah, of course. for his whole career and, and for us. Mm-hmm. Mark Saul is an elite passer. And is, yep. this is the first time we've had really good, like um high post passing from our big men. Mm-hmm. And I've also noticed an improvement in AD's passing at, at times. Yep, Same agreed. thing Kuz, from kind of the high post. Yeah, Kuz too, I think, has gotten a lot better at passing. Like and no that opens up those lanes for KCP yeah. to have those monster dunks. And, and yep. same thing with, with Kuz. Totally. Um, totally. All right, how about this? In or out, uh, there's reports that the Lakers are already in talks and planning to extend uh, Dennis Schroeder once he's eligible for an extension in February. So, so in, I don't know how you get a player of that caliber any other way with this kind of salary cap situation. So I'm completely in. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that this isn't just like a small sample size thing, but I think he's been 
revelation. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it, it is so nice having someone so fast on our team for mm-hmm. the first time. Because mm-hmm. our perimeter speed was like garbage last yeah. year. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um it's nice having a guy who like doesn't just get blown by on the perimeter all the time. I don't think it's a small sample size thing either, because I think it's gonna get better. Um let me let me hit you with the in and out that's not on our list. Uh Montrez has looked bad. I'm yeah, I'm I'm in on this. It, with the exception of Christmas Day, mm-hmm. uh I'm I'm in on this. But I think I, some of that was was uh overweighting the Portland game. Mm-hmm. But even against the Spurs, like I thought there was a lot of moments where I didn't really love what he was bringing. Okay, then in or out at this point, do you think that he's going to get better? And do you think that um uh Ibaka would have been a better pick? Oh, Ibaka 100% would have been. I disagree. The guy, the I guy I would have rather had. I disagree. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think that well, it's. A, I think it's. A, I think it's. He would have been an easier fit. He would have looked better yeah. at this yeah. point. But yeah. I'm talking like playoffs four months from now. I don't know. I think I. I'm still on the treads train. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to say right now just because Anthony Davis doesn't play center in the regular season. Right. That's fair. So it's very hard to know what. Harold's yeah, and he hasn't cared about defense role. The way that he yeah, should. Not, both no. both Harrell and AD have. Yeah. And Harrell's not a very good drop defender, and so when he's the only center in there, that's so that, uh, this is the thing that I'm having yeah. a really hard time judging yeah, him on fair. is that like I keep seeing him in at center. Yeah. With AD. Yeah. And I keep seeing him like not be a great defensive center. Well, it's because they should flip. Like last AD night, should be AD gar- was guarding. Should be the four. Rudy Gay and DeRozan on the perimeter. And it was like, no wonder they were getting just like layup after layup after layup the whole first half of the game. Yeah. yeah. So look, I, to be very clear, a hundred percent, there's a role for Trez on this team. Yeah. Like we, it's we just, saw it on Christmas it's harder day. To find. It's harder to find, but it, yes, yes. Yeah. And I, I, the, the, I think part of it is, I don't know if it's going to be a consistent role night tonight. Mm. Yeah. I, I it think could that be there will be games and teams and matchups yeah. where, we really need his energy and his effort and his offensive rebounding and his crashing. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's going to be games where like, we just need more defensive discipline. Mm-hmm. We need better rim protection. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a little more like defensive versatility out of our bigs where I think Keith is going to be, I would yeah. rather see Keith getting those yeah. minutes. That's fair. And I, 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 I hear you. I mean, I just think like with Ibaka, wouldn't we be dealing with similar things? Like he's not a, good center anymore um i suppose he's just he's just a better defender he's just a better defender yeah, that's yeah i agree i think where i come on it, but space the floor but i feel like it's like if you're looking at the two players just from a you know vacuum perspective like i think that trez is worth more younger more durable oh yeah yeah more yeah, yeah totally 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 i don't i'm not like i i guess i shouldn't have been so quick to say yes absolutely for for Sergio, no, I, I, but I, I wanted to because I think a lot of people feel you're that way. I, like I think a lot of people are still pretty mad about that, and I like I've had Clippers fans in my mentions on Twitter like rubbing that for whatever reason with a bunch of gifts, really cringe, um, all about how <laughs> I don't know. It's in or out, Clippers fans are the most embarrassing in the NBA. Oh, they don't know how to do Twitter. It's very funny. Like they'll self own themselves a lot of times with like their with their owns on laker fans it's pretty funny they'll try to dunk on us but they'll like own themselves in the process exactly it's like it's like dunking and breaking your hand and then the the ball like bounce off the rim 
Yeah, and exactly. Or it's it's the oh. Nick Young celebration three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling up and walking away and breaking <laughs> it. So here's okay. Here's the thing. Here's the mental math. I'm still having a hard time with. Last year in the playoffs, our our centers yeah. were Javale, Dwight, uh, Anthony playoffs, Davis. Javale didn't really. I'm just play. no 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 yeah. no. They were oh, on the team. They gotcha. were on oh, okay, the team. Okay, okay, okay. Right? So, okay, cool. Gotcha, gotcha. Javale, Dwight, Anthony Davis. Markeith Morris. Mm-hmm. Those were our centers, right? Mm-hmm. JaVale basically didn't play. Yeah. Um, Dwight did. Dwight mm-hmm. did play. And Dwight yep. actually played a meaningful role for, for some stretches in some important games. Totally. So last season, we had three serviceable playoff centers mm-hmm. in on the roster, right? We've seen Marcus Gasol not be playable in the yeah. playoffs. And We've seen again. Montrez be very unplayable in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, and so now we're down to two. Now we're down to AD and Keefe. So mm-hmm. I, I, this is where I think maybe I would have preferred Serge is for like for mm-hmm. the like he would have been still Serge, a serviceable center does, does in the playoffs. Do that? I don't know if he like I don't like uh, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Maybe I'm giving him too much like brand recognition. So I'm yeah. not saying it has to be him. I yeah. do think that that's a role that needs to be filled yeah this, i'm bummed this that we lost year. dwight and howard i, w- I would have liked to have yeah it would dwight be howard. very nice to have like, dwight on this team yeah still, as much as like i love quinn and dudley i feel like dwight probably would have been a but dwight kind of flipped out like i don't really know what happened that was like a really weird drama I know. thing that i know like i know i think we got the best of him i do too. for a short window and i don't I do think too. that there's a lot of that left look yeah. i don't it doesn't need to be dwight i would love for yeah. us to get one more big body I'm with you. who can be serviceable against Jokic for a couple minutes a game. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. that's all I'm and not good against Jokic, but just mm-hmm. like doesn't get totally owned for mm-hmm. two or three minute stretches. That's yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm asking for. And, body, and we know that Harold is not that we've seen yeah, Harold no, not no, be no. that. He's definitely not that. I don't think that Keith is that. So I, no. I think that there's I think there's one guy we need I, and I don't know who it is. Yeah, well, I think I think in a if there is a matchup against the Nuggets, which is not assured, I think that you need to have uh, Gasol play like 25, 28 minutes, which would be a lot for him. But I, feel I don't like know that's, if he, I don't know if he could though. That's the really? that's the problem. Uh, yeah, I think he would just get. Fair. I think that they would totally seek him out. Yeah, and he's a really smart player. But like, when you can game plan for him, I mm-hmm. I think that some of the some of what he brings can be kind of like pushed out by mm-hmm. by scheming against him correctly so anyways that that that's my it's good it's my, my take, like it. um all right a couple more here quickly this one's interesting to me in or out uh there have seemingly been zero leaks regarding caruso and his covid protocol per reasons for missing games i how did we do that i because i i forgot that it was a thing I've, I've no idea. I'm in on this. I'm not in on him being in the COVID protocol, but I'm in on the team managing to like, do you remember that we had like three players test positive last year and we still have no idea who those players were? Yeah. Still have no idea who is. Considering how leaky this organization was like 18 months ago or 24 Mm -hmm. months ago in terms of everything getting out. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty amazing turnaround. It's such a, it's such a shift from magic johnson era lakers <laughs> that it just it like hurts because it, it, it almost doesn't feel real and that's why i when i don't hear about things like that 
And it's like, oh, right. Yeah, COVID something with Alex Caruso. Like, it, 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 I was so used to being inundated with any drama and leaks and yeah. stuff, like like a slow drip, that I I couldn't forget anything. But now stuff just didn't like kind of just fades off into the background. Yeah, it's a it's a credit. It's a credit to the org. It's amazing. I mean, I guess I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna re, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my vote. I'm gonna say out. Okay. Because the team not leaking stuff makes it much harder for me to come up with stuff for it. Yeah, there you go. That's fair. <laughs> it used to be just like yeah, all the Lonzo so and LeVar stuff and yep. all the magic leaks. And yep. now I have to like scrape a little deeper into Twitter to find stuff that's interesting. <laughs> um, all right. One more. This is a bonus one. This is not a, this is not an in or out. It's a this or that. Okay. Luke, after watching LeBron like aggressively sprain the same ankle two yeah. games in a row, only to just like relace his shoe and not miss a step. Like the way that he stepped on his foot is the same way that I stepped on my foot like six years ago oh, to the yeah, day. Right. That put me on crutches on New Year's Eve for like six weeks. Okay. Yeah. After seeing him do that twice in two games, I am left needing to ask you, is LeBron's skeleton made of adamantium <laughs> or vibranium? <laughs> I'm gonna go. Is he Wolverine or is he like Black Panther? Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Wolverine. Uh, I'm trying to look at some look at some differences. So, mm, vibranium has its limit. <laughs> is what I'm reading. <laughs> Adamantium can be destroyed, but it has to be superheated to extremely high temperatures. It can only be broken apart, but not reduced to its building block components. <laughs> okay, yeah, vibranium, Captain America's shield, adamantium. Uh yeah, Wolverine, Wolverine skeleton. Oh, and apparently Tony Stark for his Iron Man suits. I didn't know that. Is vibranium? Oh, okay. it, it's the core. The core. Gotcha. The core. His heart thing was palladium, and he replaced it with vibranium. Ah, cool. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Wolverine status for him, just cause uh, I don't know. It feels right. What do you think? Yeah, Wolverine regenerates. Yep. Also, yep. It's that's good. not because the adamantium, but. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go adamantium as well. I think that's the right, right <laughs> answer. Uh, all right. Thanks for nerding out with me on that for a second. Um, okay. So, Luke, I have in front of us a whole bunch of sort of team stats thus far. And I want to put a huge disclaimer on this. that This is all very, very, very small sample size. But I think it's stuff that's interesting for us to keep in mind, trends to follow. So I'm just going to read a couple of the team ones, and then I want you to pick out of the remaining stuff what's interesting, and we can talk about okay. it. So just real quick. We're three and two at this point in the season. We're third in offensive rating, mm -hmm. uh, 117.9 points per 100 possessions. That was with one. And we're ninth. In, yeah, and we're ninth in defensive rating, 106.5 points allowed per 100 possessions. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're 16th in pace, so kind of middle yeah. pack there. So top three offense, top 10 defense, mm -hmm. middle of the pack and pace. Mm -hmm. That seems to be about what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, what of the remaining stuff is interesting to you? <laughs> um so i i agree with Stu lance on this um effective field goal percentage we're shooting like crazy man i mean 60 percent efg percentage that's awesome and uh i mean our three-point percentage is i think is the real deal yeah this team might go hot and cold a little bit but i think we just have better shooting all around um and you know what somebody that i think is really funny is west west matthews like that dude was what oh of seven 
and then he shot six. O of eight. O of eight. O of eight. And then he shot six, yeah. six straight. <laughs> six of six. So, now so he has 42.9%. It's crazy. It's so funny. Yeah, he did replace Danny Green, didn't he? Um, Except he can kind of dribble. <laughs> and he's not as good at weak side help, but neither here nor there. Um, yeah, no. So I think that this is somewhat, somewhat legit. I think that this is like actually a decent read of what this team is looking like. I could, you know, top three offense, I think is completely in the picture. Um, and then at least in terms of the regular season, top 10 defense, you know, I don't think we're going to be middle of the yeah. pack defensively at all just because of the, the squad. But I really think that that's something that we can, that we'll see arise over time culminating in the playoffs where these guys get bought back in. AD doesn't care right now, man. It just is kind of obvious. I don't think he wants to be playing. Um, it kind of kind of sucks because that's not really his mo on the court, but yeah. um, I think he'll ramp it back yeah. up. What else? What else you see on here? What What else do you think is is neat stat wise? One thing I want to point out that's kind of interesting, just about the offensive and defensive rating, is yeah. it's actually like kind of the inverse of last year's team. Yeah, you're totally right. So something that is, I suppose, a little troubling to me is uh, we're down nearly twenty percent in offensive rebounding from last mm. season. Yeah. Um, and steals and blocks are down 30, almost 33% and 15% respectively. So mm -hmm. the offensive rebounding, uh, I mean, I guess if you hit more shots, you're going to have fewer op That's opportunities yeah, for offensive right. rebounding. So I That's think that point. there could be mm -hmm. a correlation between our improved three point shooting, uh, and our reduction in offensive rebounding. Cause mm -hmm. like three point shots are more often offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds just cause they're. Or yeah, go farther, like, yeah. Go further out. So mm -hmm. I think that there could be something there, but I also think this is the loss of Javale and yeah, Dwight. But it right. also could be a regular season thing because like we didn't have those guys in the playoffs. So I, it's just mm -hmm. gonna be interesting to watch if some of our kind of those sort of stats, like defensive stats and offensive rebounding, are down. Yeah. Um, the the one that I'm very interested in that I want to talk about mm -hmm. is this net rating with LeBron versus without mm -hmm. LeBron. Mm -hmm. last year the the biggest knock on our team all last season yeah. was that without lebron like we were a negative team like we were mm -hmm. negative net rating lineups without him so there isn't a ton of the lineup stats yet like there aren't enough minutes played with with any of the five-man sure. combinations to be able to say anything but it is interesting to see so far so just to give you some some context last season regular season um with lebron on the floor lakers were plus plus 10 basically Mm -hmm. Right. Meaning their lineups were net 10 points better than uh, than without him per, per 100 possessions. Right. Yeah. Um, in the playoffs, LeBron went like Super Saiyan and we <laughs> were plus 15. Right. So obviously it's he brings so his absurd. game up another level. Right. Yeah. Right. So plus 10 in the regular season, plus 15 in the playoffs. That makes a lot of sense. Um, this season so far and it's it's you know, it's only been five games, but so far. um we're actually minus five that points per hundred possessions with LeBron on the floor. That is crazy. Um, so again, I, I, I don't think that he'll be a minus uh -huh. <laughs> on off guy, a net on off, on off yeah. offensive rating when the season is over. But, mm -hmm. but if, if our non LeBron, LeBron lineups can perform the way they've been performing thus far, mm -hmm. I think they'll at least keep this number lower. Um, mm -hmm. which yeah. th this number by itself is, is pointless, right? Mm -hmm. Right. W we would love this to be low and blowing people out. Right. So like yeah. a low LeBron, like net rating. Yeah. 
plus like a huge point differential would yeah. be like an unbelievable combo. You know what a, a part of this might be though is uh, let's let's take a look at the usage numbers because I'm wondering if you know having Schroeder uh, as a starting point guard probably lowers bronze usage, which probably pulls down the the plus minus a little bit. And also like that also might not be a great testament to the way that the starting lineup has been looking. But the starting lineup is actually like killing it is the thing. Mm. It's it's low minutes, but they're like plus 28. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you think well, about it, we've been blowing people keep... out in the first yeah, quarter. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, so... even in the worst, worst game that we played. Yeah. That, that I mean, we haven't had Bron's favorite teammate like for two games. We haven't had Alex Caruso for two games, so maybe this is the yep, some Alex that's Caruso. True. Yeah, effect. there you go, the Caruso um, effect. I love it. Yeah, right, this is like, fun though. Let's let's keep an eye on this because that that's going to be a really interesting trend to kind of to follow. Because, like you know, we're we like we like stats, but we don't like them out of the context of the game. Yep. And so it's like, how do we, you know, how do we figure that one out? And I like what you're saying is that ultimately that could just be saying we we are doing exactly what we want to do and save LeBron so we can have another plus 15 yeah. playoff time. Well, you really hit on it though. Also like LeBron's role on this team is not at all the same as it, what it was last year. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, he was our starting point guard last season. Yep. Um, he led the league in assists. And this is why this whole, like th there's a lot of NBA talking heads right now that are the question that they keep asking is uh -huh. can Dennis Schroeder, replace Rajon Rondo. And that is a hundred percent the wrong question to be asking. And it shows how little they actually know about how this team functioned last season. Agreed. Because like, like I, I, I tweeted something about this, like asking that question is like saying is KCP filling Kobe's shoes because they're both Lakers shooting guards. Right. Right. It's like, just because he is a point guard on the roster doesn't mean that he's filling Rajon Rondo's role, he's actually filling what LeBron's role was last season in large exactly. part. Exactly. And so, yes, he's not going to fill those shoes. <laughs> but <laughs> but what, what, what we're really trying to get is somebody that, yeah, is going to inject speed on the perimeter, is going to take uh, the touches away from LeBron so that he doesn't have to try as hard, that is going to you know, provide some more traditional balance to this team. And uh, that's awesome. That's exactly what we need. We need this whole... This whole season is not to prove to the pundits anymore. That was last season. That was revenge yeah. season. This isn't revenge season anymore. This is maintain the throne season. Right. And you got you to gotta, like, step up on some games and prove to some teams like, yeah, you can't touch me. But against Portland, they already know they can't beat you in a playoff series. <laughs> I swear <laughs> some of that is, is going uh, in play right now where like, they're going to step up a little bit more against the Mavericks. We're going to step yeah. up a little bit more against the Suns, potentially. You know, some of these teams that are kind of like upstarty or whatever, it's like, yeah. Like when we finally play the Nets in what, like February or March, take, yeah. it'll take forever. They're going to they're gonna probably show up for that game. Um, for, the, for the teams that they know, they're either going to blow out the weak teams or the teams that they might play in the first round be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll score 80. He's going to score 13 points. LeBron will barely, you know. It's just... Well, that's gonna the, be a different the, season. The distribution of scoring has been one of the craziest things to me. So we've been blowing mm. teams out with with the Portland Clippers exception. But in our wins, mm -hmm. we've been blowing teams out and like none of our guys are like over 30 points, which is Yeah. I have crazy. been loving that. That has been um, really fun to watch. Yep. Can I hit you with a with an ad hoc in or out real quick? Oh yeah, hit me. Gary Trent Jr. 
in or out. Dude, uh, what the hell? No, 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 no. Let me not just him. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. is the the number one uh, good tats bad hair. Oh, guy. I thought you were going to say the number one dude that like steps up only when he plays the Lakers. Oh, no, that's a long <laughs> list of, of players. Yeah, there are a lot of players like that. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one. Um, wait, say that one more time. Good tats, bad hair or bad hair? Good tats, bad hair. Okay. He's got like a high pony and bangs like. with dreads, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. I know. He's like, yeah, he's got kind of the, like the weekend. It's, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. He annoys yeah. the hell out of me, personally. Yes. But I, sh- I He annoys the hell out of LeBron, too, I can his tell. His samurai tattoo on his shoulder oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, that is a pretty yeah. sweet tattoo yeah I agree. yeah there, there i have a weird feeling though about japanese tattoos because like like especially when it's like oh, i'm doing it to like honor the culture and then you get to japan and like you're not allowed to go into a bunch of places if you have tattoos <laughs> oh i didn't know that you know? yeah because it's like it's like tied to like you know yakuza and underworld stuff so oh, they don't sure. really have a they have a very low cultural like perspective on tattoos and so it's just funny, like when you're like, get like, like, like girls that get like a big like sakura on their back or something like that. It's oh, like, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, you're yakuza. I did now. not know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: This Luke Walton, semi fluent in Japanese. Other Luke Walton, I don't know. <laughs> likely, likely not. Likely not. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else on stats or, uh. How about this? Just just let's think yeah. about the games. Anything from any of the games you want to call out or point out? Anything that's caught your eye? Um, Ring Night was weird. I, yeah. like, I'm sorry to be dismissive of the Clippers because I, I know that like they're going to hang that opening night uh, champion banner up again. <laughs> um, right. It's yeah. our annual loss to the Clippers on opening night. Right. Exactly. Ring, Ring Night's always kind of weird. Even like LeBron admitted it. He's like, it's weird to be like, okay, we got to play a real game now and like yeah. turn the page on this thing that we were literally just set, celebrating. Phil um, Jackson ha- had some, some quotes about that basically saying like, he? just it's, he basically said like ring night is super weird because you get your energy super high. Yeah. And then it comes back down and it's really hard to like get yourself kind of back into the mentality and it's also totally. like a split team thing where it's like not everyone on the team participates in it so true yeah so yeah uh, and the other team is pumped genie bus class act just have yeah, to say it was really well done uh yeah and the uh, the opposition is like really pumped to beat you because yeah. they they didn't get the ring and now they're you know like the Kawhi played out of his mind and so did paul george really just paul george Kawhi had like a good start um and uh it's because Paul George was made fun of his pandemic pee the entire bubble, <laughs> you know, like, of course he's way off 30 way off pee. <laughs> Although we did look, you and I wanted, uh, yeah. a, uh, a Paul George blooper and we got one, we got which was one. him passing to the ref in the corner the ref in the corner. It was awesome. And then getting mad. At, <laughs> yeah. At I his, love that as player. I love it when guys do something like really stupid and they get mad at everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or fake an injury. <laughs> um uh yeah dallas dallas was a really fun game i thought um minnesota's a bad team uh portland that was just like an effort thing i'm sorry to like write them off i just, really just don't just... seem to care about like they own us in the regular season and i think they just really like, care man they they really give a shit they really and, care and we're uh, it's like i don't know yeah, yeah 
yeah it yeah. wasn't a and that wasn't a fun game to watch either because it just looked like the lakers were so phoning it in um they spurs yeah catch us on weird nights i feel like that's, yeah that's true last season they caught us on the back first back. game back after kobe's death and like yeah that was everyone was super out of it like totally and dame's out there tapping on his watch like you, you know. know and it's just like right. dude come on i know i know uh but at the same time they don't it doesn't they don't matter like and the team knows that they don't matter they're like a yeah they might rack up some wins in the regular season but they're not five game series whatever um uh, san antonio uh that was a story of wes knocking yeah. down the trays yeah it's just like it's funny because though they're the Minnesota, Minnesotas and San Antonios of the world completely outclassed. Um, Dallas, super fun upstart team, just can't defend. Um, and they like, the team, they'd be better with Kristaps. Yeah. He would help. Yeah, of course, that would have really helped for sure. Here's the it's thing just fun. Yeah, it's just I funny is... playing teams that can't defend with this yeah. potent of an offense. Yes. Like if yeah. you if you're not gonna like like get hard to your spot, it's like you're we're gonna it's drop 130 done. on you. Well, I don't think we've taken a contested three all season. <laughs> We we have given up too many uncontested threes. Yes, like we, we like like and and like like we'll swing swing guys open swing again. It's like come on. I know I know. It's just like you were wide open. <laughs> um, look here's the, here's my thing. Just thinking about all these games. Yeah. Clipper game. Uh, we were in it until the end, but I don't think we played all that well. Um, Dallas. I thought we played pretty well. That was like my favorite game. Yeah, I agree. Minnesota, they're just not that great. And they didn't have Carl Anthony Towns. So we just blew the doors off them. Yeah. Portland, I don't think we played that well. San Antonio, I don't think we played that well. Yeah. I, I think, think so we either. played like one good game so far. Uh-huh. Which is crazy because we're the third rated offense. I agree. And ninth rated defense. So I, that this is why like I have nothing but optimism at this point, just because like yep. I don't think guys are trying very hard. I don't think anyone is near their peak level. Mm-hmm. They're still trying to figure things out and put install new things in the offense. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think that they've, we've had a lot of turnovers and sloppy play. Yep. And the defense like, has been really simplistic too. Like it's been yeah. funny going from the playoffs so recently to regular season defense and yeah. just seeing like Vogel is really trying to instill like, this is what we're working on today. That at least from what it looks like to me. Um, and, uh, and it's not like, okay, when this guy comes up here, we're going to, we're going to switch defensive coverage. Oh, they're and then not, when he comes over, yeah, they're not, that. they're not personalizing this yeah towards particular guys at all <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. maybe one player per team they're like all right luca here's what we're gonna do mm-hmm. dame here's what we're gonna but yeah yeah um all right so any thoughts on the new guys i know we've kind of talked about them a lot um mm-hmm. but just kind of running through them Schroeder, anything else you want to mention i just i like him I think he's just like I've been. I've been, like I've. I, I didn't know him very well. Um, I so didn't watching like him before, and I like him. Yeah, now. totally. Watching like the interviews and stuff like that. He's uh, yeah. He's he's an interesting dude. Um, yeah. Ex- like, I'm glad that he's he's getting some love on Spectrum and getting some interviews and stuff like that. Because it's got to be kind of weird for a guy like that to go from Germany, where he's like a big star, to OKC, where he's you know he's in a it's a very small market and not like well, he was a the main starter star. in Atlanta for five years. And then, right. Yeah. That's a good point. But and it's, then it's, like, yeah, yeah, to drop off and have to kind of come back. And now you're on the Lakers and now like the local spectrum sports net is better than 
arguably better than the national broadcast. Which I have to say, I've been fortunate to get to watch two of these games with the local broadcast, which I don't normally get to watch. And like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so much better. Yep. Oh, it's so much better the, because they're actually watching the game. Yep. And they don't cut away during live ball. I know. That's been ridiculous. Like the yeah, number of times that, that, that ESPN or TNT or whoever, ABC, like cuts away while the game is going on. It drives me crazy. There's so much time in between plays where there's dead ball where you can show a highlight or cut to your guys in the booth or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't need to use actual game time for that. Oh, it drives me crazy. Yep. It's nuts. Um, the one thing I want to watch out for with Truder, yeah. and I think that we have a good team to help him with this, is I think we've seen this. I do think he's the kind of guy who can like get like a like get a chip on his shoulder mid game and feel mm-hmm. like he has like an axe to grind with someone. Like I think he mm-hmm. kind of that would dame a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I don't think he's great at like brushing things off mid game. And I yeah. think that he can get a little selfish and ball ball dominant when that yeah. happens. Yeah, he's, he has a history of some ill advised shots too, not just on the Lakers, but like Yeah. So I mean I think thankfully like having players like LeBron and Anthony Davis to be like, dude, chill. Yeah. Is probably really good for him for that but something i want to watch yep um trez we kind of already said everything i have to say about trez like i was happy to see him on christmas day i'd like to see him in that kind of a role but i do have some concerns and i'm not totally sure night to night what we need out of him we got to run some pick and rolls with him man yeah yeah i don't know why we don't run very many pick and rolls i've always (sighs) thought that's kind of weird with this team i know we have great pick and roll players the Lakers, we, Lakers historically haven't run very many. Well, we run a lot of off-ball screens. Yeah, ton. So we run a lot Historic of split screens and pin downs, off-ball. But yeah, you're yep. right. We don't run a ton of just like you know ball, high, ball handler one five pick and roll. Exactly, and like that's like THT. That's what I want to see. I want this is kind of what I think Vogel needs to do very soon because it's going to help THT's development and Harold's role is like put them in high ball screens in games that are kind of trash that are like Mm. either like portland where nobody cares it's like okay let's get these two guys to light up the offense a little bit even if the defense falls apart it's like let's let's get some reps because i think that that's that's what tht is so good at is using a screen getting under the basket and somehow flipping a shot up behind the defense and then like trez there to clean up the glass i think it's perfect yeah that's what I I, i agree I agree. Just two man um, game. Weak side. Marcus Gasol. Um, yeah. First game just was bad. Vogel took responsibility yeah, for that. He was put in bad, bad situations. He was guarding Paul George. Like we're gonna have to watch <laughs> yeah. out for that kind of stuff in the playoffs. <laughs> for where sure. like some teams, I just don't think he's gonna be very playable against. Yeah, hey, I agree. I agree. Like wing, really wing heavy teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, when he has been on, it unlocks stuff in our offense yeah. that just we have not seen since his brother was on the team. Frankly. Yep. Um, his like passing out of like the high post is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So good. It opens up so many cutting lanes for everybody. And fun fact, again, so far, very small sample size, but all of our best combos, like all of our best five, four, three and two man combos mm-hmm. all include Mark Saul and Braun. Ooh, I love it. That's a great stat. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that yeah. those guys are going to play off each other really, really well all season long. Me too. Adding Caruso and bam. 
Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to I want to say real quick on uh, Mark. I think that I think that he his skill set fits really well into a new team. You just drop him in. Like it's like like just think about like playing pickup or something like that. If you have a really tall guy that can pass really well and hit threes, you can pretty much drop him in any situation. And that's going to make that situation better. Yeah. Other guys like like plugging in Trez, that's trickier because he's an off ball guy that's you know kind of needs the right person around him. And how does he fit in? And he's like in the dunker, he kind of crowds the lane. You yeah. know, I, I think that that's one of the things that we're seeing with like. Mark especially is he he just plugs in quicker his skill set is integrates really well even when you don't have like an established offense and then I think Trez I don't know I'm really I'm still pulling for him and I, I'm hoping that we see a, a growth and arc to this season with Me his too. game I'm not out will. on Trez at all yeah just no I know you're not I know you're not I, I know you're not I, but I just want to say this for other Laker fans because I know a lot of people are down on him right now just in the same way we were down on KCP and down on Kuz and you know spread it around that's what we do we expect greatness out of these players but i i think that trez especially though i just i want to watch him i want to give him like i want to see him get more touches and a longer leash and find his stride because i i'm worried that it's going to get in his head right i know he's a very confident guy but i just i don't want it to get to a point where it's like we got to shop this guy now because yeah. there's just no fit which could happen no, me too. i could really me see too. that go through it, yeah totally totally you know? me too the other thing i want to say about mark that's kind of a bummer mm -hmm. is he's tumpy. I, well, that someone posted something. I think Bill Orham or someone posted like a, a, a collage of Marcus all photos and they dubbed him the least photogenic <laughs> player. Cause he just oh, makes true. like bad faces all the time. <laughs> he always looks shocked or like kind of befuddled, even yeah, though he's I like not when at he's all. complaining to reps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the bummer to me about Mark is that AD hasn't been trying very hard. I know, totally. Because AD had to struggle through lane-clogging bigs all last season, and he finally has a guy who can just totally clear out the paint for him, and he's just not taking advantage of it. Which <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, no, I'm going to shoot a you know, contested 19-footer fall away. <laughs> yeah, which he still hits at a decent enough yeah, rate that yeah, it's like, totally. all right, fine. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, last one. How about Wes? Well, yeah, if you if we podcasted like two nights ago, it would have given a completely different right. um, take right. on him. But totally. good God, that guy can get hot and yeah. he's getting open looks. So I think it projects well. He looks kind of slow um, sometimes. I like I, he's if you would have asked me a while bigger ago, than I thought he would. Yeah, he is. He just I just was thinking he looked kind of washed. But then, you know. He proved me wrong. So I mean, the dude was a starter on the Milwaukee Bucks last season. It, it, I, know, I know. That's the thing it's that's just, crazy it, to me is like we're acting like he's like the the 11th man on the bench or something like that's what but that's kind of what he looked like. But again, I like he being a spot up shooter, gutsy guy. I like I think that he's another one that takes a little bit more time to work into an offense. He's not like an on ball creator, like yeah. a shrewder or like an elite giant passer. Um, or like, you know, a one-on-one -on -one guy like AD or Braun. So yeah, he's, he's just going to settle into his rhythm. I'm hoping that he just gives us more, uh, more nights like that, man. I'd love to see a game where KCP doesn't play, but is totally fine and comes back the next game mm -hmm. where Wes gets the nod and gets like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. 28 I, minutes. I think I'd he'd love be a to good see starter. him 
in I like a higher volume role just to see when he has a little bit more rhythm. What? Cause again, yeah. he, he, he was a starter for the team with the best record in basketball last season. So, right. It's a good point. You know, and I, it kind of makes sense because that would mean that our starting lineup would kind of be our slowest lineup, um, which is usually how teams kind of do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still, I think KCP has so earned his spot. Oh, no, no, play, I don't mean to know, suggest so. that KCP be moved out of the starting lineup. I just, I would love for there to be a game where he's not available for some reason. Maybe like, mm-hmm. you know, big family celebration that he has to go attend because we're all yeah. allowed to be around other people again. Right, right. And so, you know, someone else gets that the spot for a night. It would be fun. Or go, hey, Wes. just, you know, like resting. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know, load management for KCP, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, KCP's missed games for us for other reasons. So hopefully none of those reasons. Hey, man. Talk about a comeback story. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's a great story. Great story. Um, All right, anything else on the new guys? No, I think that's good. Let's just keep watching them. I think we've established good, like, narrative lines. Let's just try and keep pulling on those threads. Um, Because I'm just, it's just going to be fun to see how those stories evolve. Yeah, I'm with you. It's To me, it's actually like, it's going to make this season more interesting mm-hmm. because otherwise, like if it was just kind of the same team running it back, like, Oh yeah. You know, it'd feel only... like we're sitting on our hands waiting yeah. for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so how, here, how about this last thing? Yeah. Um, we've got nine games coming up in the next two weeks. Ooh. So I want to run you through them and get your sort of games, prediction man. for where you think we're going to be at the end of, uh, sort of middle of January. Yeah. So nine games, uh, six of them are on the road. Uh, we've got two back-to-backs. We play a bunch of teams like twice, which is a, th- a yep. thing that happens this season to reduce travel. So yep. um, this Friday, we've got Spurs tomorrow. We've got Spurs. Then we've got the Grizz uh, Sunday and Tuesday back-to-back. That's going to be fun. I like John Moran a lot. Uh, That's going to be fun to watch. Me too. Yeah. Then we've got the Spurs for a third time uh, on January 7th, Thursday, January 7th. Then we uh, That's at home. Then Friday, January 8th, we've got the Bulls at home. Then uh, Sunday, January 10th, and Tuesday, January 12th, we're at the Rockets. Mm-hmm. So Rockets, Rockets. Wednesday, January 13th, we're at the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. And then we come back home Friday, January 15th, to play the Pelicans. So it's at Spurs, at Grizz, at Grizz, home for Spurs, home for Bulls, at Rockets, at Rockets, at OKC, home for Pelicans. So nine games... We're three and two. What do you think our record through these nine is going to be? Three and two. I think we'll win six of them. Okay. I was going to say we go seven and two. That we drop yeah. one of between Grizz and Rockets. That we drop one of the uh, like the the yeah. the two game series games, mm-hmm. and then we lose on the back end of a back to back somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, and that puts us at. 10 and four and you put us at nine and five. I I'm going to make a bolder pr- prediction. I think by the end of this will be either the number one or number two offense after this stretch. Oh, okay. Look cool. at, look at these, look at the defense that all yeah, these guys I are going to play. I know we're just going to roast a lot of these teams. Yeah. I think that we're going to lose some, some game like 135 to 137 or something. You know? Rockets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that there's these are going to be incredibly high-scoring, very fun games. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of flow on both sides. And um, yeah, we're going to run up some numbers here. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Well, Luke, just before we go, uh, it's New Year's Eve. So mm-hmm. just want to say Happy New Year's Eve. Uh, but also just wanted to just share that, uh, you know, getting to sort of enjoy this team through the, the bubble and specifically getting to do it with you through this podcast has definitely been a bright spot and a high watermark in an otherwise like pretty dark and challenging year for, for me. So uh, just thank you for, for being my podcast partner and uh, for, for letting our podcast bear your name and excited to do it with you more in 2021. Likewise, man. And I, I want to throw that out to our followers as well. Thanks for joining us on this little journey. You guys have made us really happy. It's been so fun to see people tuning in and the different countries. Shout out to the Philippines again. Yeah. Um, just awesome. It's it's just really cool. And like I know that we're not some big pot or anything like that. We don't have any pretense to even become that. But just the people that hang out with us and, and like to listen to us go on about the Lakers and just two buddies hanging out, um, That that's brought light into our lives over we're, we're bringing a little bit of light into yours um yeah it's been a tough year but i agree this has been really fun basketball has been a just a not even a, like an escape it's just been like a, a nice a nice thing to enjoy and talk about and you know be part of these players lives through their really tough year too and to see that all come through into a championship um it was really special, you know, just with the loss of Kobe, with pandemic, with the China stuff, everything that's gone yeah. on in, you know, this 1920 season um, to have it come right back around to here has just been awesome. And I feel really thankful to be a Laker fan and to be your friend and to have you guys listen to us. It's really cool. Um, if you aren't already, I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever. Do the RSS thing if that's what you're into. And check us out on socials at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. You can find all of our links there. If there are any Jonathan Gillies out there who coach basketball teams, like hit me up because I'm down to start a Jonathan Gilly Talks Lakers podcast. Ooh, competitor. <laughs> I like it. Maybe maybe it'll be like a like a like a cricket team or something. Ah, I see, there you I go. Be a... a golf. <laughs> yeah, some, something on the gilly pad. Uh, I love it. All, All right, right, man. See you, buddy. Happy New Year, man. Yeah.